This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of MrsChristyJones.com, episode number 66. While the holidays are a wonderful time of the year for many, for some, it is not. It may bring bad memories, loneliness, and family friction. In this episode, I will discuss simple methods to finding ways to turn your holiday friction into fa-la-la-la-la moments. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. If you are listening to this episode and is someone who loves everything about the holidays, from listening to holiday music immediately after Halloween, to baking cookies on Christmas Eve, to decorating your home, and even getting a gift for the mailman, consider yourself blessed. But I'm almost certain that you know someone who doesn't like the holidays or even hates the holidays, whether it's your single girlfriend who dreads going through yet another holiday season alone, to a dear friend who is experiencing their very first holiday without their loved one, to the overwhelming pressure for some to even be Santa Claus. The list goes on. While all of these reasons are valid, and true for many. Today's episode is going to focus on the friction in family relationships, especially around the holidays. So I'm referring to your relationships with your parents, your siblings, extended family and friends, and of course, in-laws. So if you are scheduled to have a fellowship or a family fellowship over the holidays and you are racking your brain trying to find a valid excuse for not attending, relax, I got you. First, let me start by saying that if you are dreading this family function for any reason, I want to bring awareness to the fact that you are dealing with offense in your relationship. The reason why there's friction 99.9% of the time is because of offense. Whether it has been addressed or not, whether it's been discussed or not, whether it has even, even if it's something that you're not sure the other person even really knows about. Offense is the culprit for causing this angst that you are feeling. And so I really want you to consider this. Tomorrow is not promised to anyone. 
It is, life is so precious. Life is, we never know when our expiration date is. We never know. And unfortunately, there seems to be a lot of, of people going through a lot of tough times during the holidays. And there are often a lot of losses during the holidays. And so the worst thing you ever want to do is go into a new year carrying offenses or carrying the burden of offense, the burden and the weight of anger towards someone or unforgiveness towards someone. This is not the way you want to start your new year. Now, the immediate solution, of course, is to forgive the offense, but that's not always very, very easy for many. It's often not easy for most. (laughs) Forgiveness is one of those things that you have to really work at. You have to be very intentional with. So if you are open to the possibility of reconciliation, I want you to consider having a conversation prior to the family event with the intention to forgive. So what does that look like? I'm going to give you an example. Hey, Mary, I was just wondering if we can talk briefly before Christmas dinner. Right now, this is either via text or if you have the courage or the wherewithal to even call to to set up this meeting or this conversation. Wonderful. Do it. But it'll be something really simple. Hey, even texting. Just wondering if we can talk briefly before dinner. Do you have some available time or are you available sometime this week to talk before Christmas dinner? And so they may text back, okay, well, sure. What is this about? And then I would say something like, I know there's been some friction between us and I really wanted to clear the air before family dinner. Something simple like that. Okay. Now, of course, it's going to, you're going to customize whatever it is based on your current situation. But the idea behind it is that you want to have a conversation or you want to set up a conversation to really air out your friction before the family event, it makes a huge difference, especially if everyone in the family knows the friction is there. Because unfortunately, the friction, while you may think it's think it's only between you and maybe one other person or maybe a couple or whatever it is, it affects everybody in the family because they know that there's friction. So they're on pins and needles. They're walking around on eggshells. They're like, oh, I hope that there's not a blow up today in today's family event, especially if that has been the pattern over the last year or two years or decades or whatever. Like, oh, I hope that Uncle Joe and Uncle Jim don't get into a fight. Oh, I hope that, oh, my sister doesn't, you know, cuss out my cousin. You know, like it's really a very difficult situation for all families. And so if you have the courage and the just even the emotional maturity to reach out to that person that you have the friction with, ask for a conversation before the event and and really be genuine and sincere about 
why you want to have the conversation. And if you already know that you're going to be angry or you're going to be defensive in the conversation, then you're not ready. Right. And so there's some work that still needs to be done in you before you can really have a conversation. And so I'll get to kind of what to do if you're not ready to really forgive. Now, the the fastest, easiest way to really to reconciliation before the family event is through forgiveness, because it, after you forgive, it immediately catapults you to a place of healing. As soon as sorry is said, as soon as I apologize, or as soon as would you forgive me, it happens. It's like this immediate weight is released. It is relieved so to speak, off of your shoulders, off of their shoulders, off of the family dynamic. And it is a beautiful thing because when forgiveness happens, love is a result. Love is like, is literally explodes after forgiveness. So I want to encourage you, if you already know that the the friction is a result of offense, to be courageous enough to consider forgiveness, even if it's not your fault, even if you are like, well, I'm waiting for her to forgive, right? Be the bigger person because again, tomorrow is not promised. And so during the meeting, let's just say that you call your Aunt Mary or your cousin Mary or whatever it is. And she's like, yes, I'm open to having a conversation before Christmas dinner. And you get that lump in your throat and you're nervous. And you're like, oh no, how am I going to do this? What am I going to do? What am I going to say? <laughs> I want to give you a little bit of guidelines as to what to say. So during this meeting before your holiday dinner or brunch or breakfast or Christmas day, whatever it is, I want you to remind yourself to communicate in love. Whatever it is, you're not blaming you're not pointing the finger. This is about getting to a place of reconciliation. So I want you to focus on I feel statements or I felt statements. So when you're talking and you say to um, your Aunt Mary or whoever it is, you I want you to say, you know, Aunt Mary, I felt really hurt when you called me out in front of, you know, the family last Christmas, or I was really hurt, or I was really offended when you talked about my not being married and in in front of the whole family and made it a joke. I was not, I was, that hurt my feelings, right? And so when you focus on I feel statements and I felt statements, what it does is it disarms the defensiveness of the other person who may have caused the offense. Whereas if you were to go into the conversation and you start saying, well, when you did this, when you did that, when you said this, when you said that, automatically they feel they have to defend themselves. But when you point it on you and how you felt, for some reason, it just it really disarms the defensiveness, which is going to be important because what you don't want to happen is to have this conversation before the holidays and it turns worse than what it was before. So you wanna make sure you communicate in love and you focus on, I feel statements, I felt statements. So saying things like, I really wanna start over with a clean, sl- with a clean slate between us and 
for you to say, I'm sorry, will you please forgive me? Or I'm sorry for my part in this, in this friction or this battle or this, you know, this tension that we've had, I'm really sorry. And would you forgive me? And, you know, one of the things that I want to really address is that it's not, forgiveness isn't about admitting you're wrong. Forgiveness isn't about admitting that you are wrong. Please hear me. Forgiveness is not about admitting that you are wrong. Forgiveness is about prioritizing the importance of the relationship over your pride. Let me say that again. Forgiveness is about prioritizing the importance of the relationship over your pride. 90, I'm going to say 100%, 100% of unforgiveness, I believe is totally related to pride. 100%. Pride is ego, selfishness, self-centeredness. Oh, I'm right. She's wrong. He's wrong. He needs to apologize to me. That's pride. Total ego, 100%. And so unforgiveness is rooted in pride. And so um, it's really, really important for you to know that when you say, if you have this conversation with your Aunt Mary, say as an example, and it's Aunt Mary's fault, but yet you started the, you initiated the conversation to have before the family event and you said, you know what, Aunt Mary, I'm sorry, right? It's all Mary's fault. But you said, I'm sorry, will you please forgive me, right? And let's just say Aunt Mary's like, yes, baby, I forgive you. Now, initially, you may feel a little tingle or a little twinge in your face <laughs> or in your in your belly, so to speak, because you're like, I can't believe this lady is like, oh, I forgive you. It's okay when it was her fault. Eh. I want to stop you right there because again, it's not about being right and and forgiveness is not admitting that you're wrong. Forgiveness is a true, truly a skill of very emotionally mature people, period. Forgiveness is a skill of very emotionally mature people. If you cannot forgive or you have a hard time forgiving, then your emotional maturity is very low. It's very weak. And you have to do more work in 2020 on learning how to forgive and being emotionally mature, especially in your relationships. And so let's just say Things don't go that smoothly. Let's say, well, let's start off with, let's say they do. Let's say, you know, you text Aunt Mary and she's like, okay, sure, we can talk. What do you want to talk about? And you say, you know, I know there's been some friction with us. We have a family event coming on and I just really want to have a clean slate. Do you have some availability to talk this week? She says, yes. She talks. Um, you guys have a great conversation back and forth. You understand where the offense took place and, you know, that you can totally feel the weight of the offense lifting in the moment as, as you are having this conversation. And then you finally say, you know what, Aunt Mary, I'm sorry. I love you. Can we start over? Can we have a clean slate? And Aunt Mary's like, yes, I love you too. I'm sorry for hurting you. Wonderful. This, this offense has lifted 
you've um, really offered each other forgiveness and love has produced itself as a result. So now when you come into this family event, you guys hug, it's genuine. You don't feel the heaviness, the friction is gone. It's amazing. And then now the rest of your family is like, wow, what just happened, right? But they're not gonna say anything because they're just really enjoying the fact that there's no more friction and they don't feel the weight of the offense that has taken up the, that has in the past taken up the fullness of the room, right? We've been in those situations where offense just fills the room and you're just so uncomfortable and you can't wait to get out. So now that you've lifted that off of the relationship, now everybody, it gives everybody in the family or at the event the freedom to have fun and to be genuine and real and sincere and not walking on eggshells and, and hoping and holding their breath, hoping that Aunt Mary's not going to yell at somebody or, you know what I mean? Like it's not going to be a, a fight that's going to ruin everybody's event and holiday. So super proud of you. Kudos to you. I am, you know, way to really step up into a heightened level of emotional maturity and the result of it is awesome. You are going to love it and you're going to want to do it to other people in your life. That's just the way it works. So let's let's just say that things don't go that smoothly, that um, your Aunt Mary's still holding a grudge, even though she might have caused the offense. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of stubborn people in the world. And unfortunately, there are a lot of prideful people in the world as well. And pride never sees itself. Let me say that again. Pride never sees itself. So people who are very prideful, they don't see their wrong. They don't see their fault. They don't see their flaws. In fact, it's very easy for people who are very prideful to blame other people. And so if you're dealing with a highly prideful, highly stubborn person, you may not have as easy of a situation where you can text and say, hey, can we talk? And, you know, it goes smoothly. Prayerfully, I would pray that it would, that it would, but some people are just very immature and it's just not going to go like that. So what do we do when things don't go that smoothly, but you still are obligated to go to this family event? Number one, take two cars so that you can leave when you've reached your threshold. Now, let's just say, oh, well, I have to fly. I have to fly there. Well, you can Uber, Lyft, rent a car, whatever it is to get to the event. Um, and then so you can still leave when you've reached your threshold and you're done. The number two, communicate this strategy with your spouse or significant other. Now, most likely they already know about the tension in your family with this member. But open communication is key. Hey, babe, you know, I'm already feeling on edge with going to your your brother's house. But um, I just wanted to say that I'd feel more comfortable if I drove, if we drove two cars or I feel more comfortable if I took Uber. Um, are you OK with that? If, you know, things just get too much for me, for me to just leave with it, leave or just take an Uber back to the hotel or whatever, wherever it is you're staying, right? So communication is important so that your spouse isn't caught off guard because the worst thing is that, you know, 
you come to the family event, let's say it's your spouse's family and you come to the event and they're all excited and they're playing games and all this and you're like, and you're done. You're struggling, right? You're, you're trying to hold it together and you're like, okay, guys, bye, gotta go. And then your husband or wife, depending on who's listening, you're like, where are you going? Right now we've got another offense that's potentially popping up because you did not communicate to your spouse what's what it is what your heart is that's another thing is really be be transparent be honest with your spouse and as again be honest in love not oh I hate your mother I hate your that is going to cause more problems right so but be honest like I really feel very uncomfortable when I'm around your family because I know they don't like me or I just feel, be honest with what your truth is. And um, I really believe and hope that your spouse would be understanding because this isn't the first time. If you've been with them for any amount of time, they already know the friction is there. Now, the other thing for you spouses, right, who have a, who have a significant other or spouse who has the friction with someone in your family, guess what? You... Um, because that is your spouse, that is your priority. So if your spouse is feeling uncomfortable in your mother, father, sister, brother, relative's house, and they're ready to go, and you have not discussed, you know, them driving their own Uber or driving their own car or taking an Uber separately, guess what that means? It's time for you to go to. You are one. You are one unit you are one family. The one of the biggest, um, I guess, offenses or or opportunities for division is if the spouse feels like their spouse chose their family over them. When you leave your mother and father, God says to cleave to your spouse. This is difficult for many. And so I'm just, I just want to encourage you, especially during the holidays, y'all are one, one united front. And if you are at a space in your relationship and a place where your relationship, where you're okay with them staying and you going or them going and you staying wonderful, that, that often takes some years of communication and practice, but it works. But if not, then you go, you leave, you come together and you leave together really, really critical because you don't want the person who is uncomfortable in the family situation to leave and feel like you didn't support them. Right. And I hope that makes sense. Number three, connect. If you are, you're going into a family situation and the friction is still there, you want to connect or talk with other family members in the house. And so this is kind of a buffer, right? This is a buffer to the discomfort that you may be feeling around the friction, especially if you're going to a family event. Oftentimes there's multiple people there. So you can connect with someone different that you may have a great connection with, talk about different things, talk about, you know, work, kids, whatever, and not focus on the person that you have the friction with. Okay, if you're able to do that. Um, Number four, make sure that you are above all, that you are kind and you are cordial, right? The friction may still be there, but 
It doesn't hurt you to be kind and cordial. It's the holidays, right? So remember the true reason for the season. And again, what I said in the beginning is tomorrow is not promised. It's not. I can't, there's so many things that I'm just baffled by when somebody's time is up. Like we're not, we're not prepared because we never know what that is. So you don't want to wait one moment, one hour, one day to share your love or to offer forgiveness. You don't want to wait. Um, Number five, do not go to the event with a negative preconceived mind. Oh, I've experienced this for the last six years. I hate Christmas. I hate going to my spouse's um, family dinner or whatever it is, right? Do not go to the event with a negative preconceived mind. In fact, go with an open mind focused on love. Let's try that. What is that going to feel like? What is that going to look like? Where you have an open mind that is focused on love, on reconciliation, on forgiveness. And if you're focused on that, guess what? Your The power that is in your thoughts, the power that your mind possesses, it attracts that to you. So if you go in there with a negative preconceived mind that, oh, here we go again, we're going to have another fight or it's going to go down. We're going to go for blows like we did last year. Guess what's happened? You're going to attract that to you because that's what you're meditating on. That's what you're thinking about. That's what you're giving power to. But if you are really like, you know, I'm just believing that this is the year that we're going to, we're going to celebrate in unison. We're going to, there's, it's going to be a happy time for all. We're going to be able to communicate effectively. We're going to reconcile our differences and really share love throughout the whole event, right? When you start thinking on those things, that's what you're giving your power to. That's what you're giving your attention to. And it really, really, really works. Okay. And then number six, I want to remind you to choose to be reconciled over choosing to be right. Choose to be reconciled over choosing to be right. Being right is never, ever worth it. It's never worth it. I promise you, when you desire to be right over being reconciled, what it is, is you're choosing you and your pride and your ego over the value of the relationship. Really? Really? And there's so many people who will fight to be right. They would rather be right than say, you know what? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I hurt your feelings. Really? It's not like you have to cut off your right arm and give your your right leg to say, I'm sorry. It's two words that are two of the hardest words for most people. I'm sorry. And so I really hope that these have given you some very practical tips and ways to really overcome your family friction during the holidays. And I hope that it's just just sparked a a new way of thinking or has sparked a a new idea or a a different way of approaching ho- your holidays with your 
family, extended family, in-laws, friends, whatever it is, I want to remind you that we are going into a brand new year and you don't want to carry the, the negative baggage that is attached to offense or the negative baggage that is attached to unforgiveness. You don't want to bring that into the new year, especially 2020, because 2020 is the year of perfect vision, right? And with perfect vision, every, everything around you, you see clearly. And so offense clouds things, unforgiveness brings darkness, right? All of these things. And so I hope that these were helpful tips for you in really just dealing with family friction during the holidays, overcoming it and pushing through it, shifting it in your own family. And you can be the one to do that. You can choose to do that. You can choose to lay down your pride. You can choose to lay down being right. And you can choose to forgive. You can choose to start over. And you can choose to just wipe a clean slate and start new for the holidays and into the new year. So thank you so much, as always, for listening. And I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I really, really appreciate it. If you are not following us on Instagram at Wife Wisdom, I invite you to join our tribe over on social media on Instagram. If you have not rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so to rate and review us. That would be awesome in helping other women find our podcast. But most importantly, I just thank you so much for continuing to be consistent and listening to our podcast each and every week, sharing this with your sister circle and continuing to just share and and send me love and encouragement and support that this is blessing you, that it's encouraging you, that you truly are benefiting and feel like you're being served through this podcast. So thank you so much for being here. I love you so much with all my heart and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Bye-bye. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.